Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. All right, let's do it live on a first Friday edition of Cleveland Browns Daily. I am merely Bo. There is no great Z, but there is a Gibbe. Hello, Gibbe. Good to see you, buddy. And you, my friend, and you. So Z is out. Good news. You don't have pink eye. No, that's. I was going to say we need a breaking news header for that. Um, uh, no, I would not be here otherwise. Correct. We would be in shambles. We would be in complete shambles. Griff and I shambles. would be hosting CBD today. Well, of the three people in this vicinity, one of us, their town, named a day after them, and it's not you and it's not me. Correct. So perhaps that's the way that this should be. That would have been poetic justice. No, we're in the clear. Um, it is either uh, went and got it looked at either. So that was good. I think that seemed no, like no, good. that's very good. And my, you don't want any part of that because that'll no. spread like wildfire through your house. Yeah. And so the win there is that that I now have an unblemished record against pink. Eye. I've never had it. Uh, nobody in the household has had it. And and so what happened was I had so, I have some sort of an abrasion um, that that perhaps happened while I was sleeping or perhaps coughing or something like that. And so that is it. But to me, when I woke up, what was it? Tuesday, yesterday morning, um, and I showed it to you, and you could see how it would, how it looks like potentially. But then it never went to full eye. It was just the one, one offshoot. Bootsy was not happy about it. Wasn't he was looking forward to a day off. <laughs> Quarantine. <laughs> he, was, he was trying to wrap his head around what the hell was wrong with my eye. That you don't look right. I don't like that. That's, that's where that's where his head was on that one. I'm shocked yeah. it wasn't the other place. Yes, correct. Yeah. So we're good. Z is not good. So he's out, um, and and under the weather. So yeah, we'll see. I, I, again, it's the whole West Coast to East Coast time change, good weather, not so great weather, and it just uh, there's a lot of congestion <laughs> from well, those you guys that were went, on the trip. Yeah, you guys went from 72 to 32. You went from a body clock it being right now it would be what 10 a.m. Yes. So now it's one o'clock. I mean, you were there a long time. Yeah, exactly. And I think the other, uh, the the other tough part of it is, it was it was very nice during the day. Weather was great during the day. At night, it dropped into the forties, and none of us had packed any clothes or prepared for forty degree weather at night. Like this week, it's eighty degrees there. It's in the fifties at night. That's yeah. that's doable gets down into the 40s and all you have is shorts and a polo uh, that's a that's a tough uh you, you got to get the stuff out that you, you got to handle denver yeah, you got to handle it um i am still walking buddy garrity in shorts that's still happening really so i bundle up everywhere else and then i i go i go in the shorts it's the way that i do it um so yeah and now it's become a tradition where 
I was wondering if this is going to – it pleases me to no end. I put this out on social yesterday on the on the Twitter that now I allow for him and his buddy Gus to have a morning play date. So we go – we the business – we do the business, so then as soon as he gets that done, then he gets to have a little play date with Gussie. Um, and that's about as much pure joy as you can have is to watch him sprint towards Gus and, and then them frolic. How messy is he afterward? Is not the bad. yard muddy? Is no, it- no, it's not. It's It's pretty good. Like – the neighbor's yard, they're dialed in, and so it's like the it, there's no real wet spots where the fence is, so they fly around, and it's pretty good. And it was cold this morning. I mean, it was in the 30s, so it was yeah. all frozen anyway, so there was nothing to nothing to worry about. But it, it pleases me to a great deal that he gets a little bit of joy. So the, the best thing that we have done is install hot water outside. Yeah. And, and because, like That's today, it. the dogs decided to go chase a dumb squirrel that was God, hanging great. out trying to live their best life just walking around parading around the backyard not having any of that how close like, do they get uh it, they came back and i was like i can't just clean this off with a towel this is going to require a hose so you you mean know, take them i just rinse their feet off yeah. and and get the mud off and the dirt and get everything out of in between the toes but oh. it is a little bit of a process if you're trying to get out the door to work it is yeah um do they ever get the squirrel uh, we've gotten it twice. Wow! Uh, I've had to intervene, and uh, it's elite. It is not. Uh, it is not gone exceptionally no, well. No. Yes, they they have fought with skunks. We yeah. have. Uh, we we've gotten a squirrel twice. They're hunters. Yeah, they both are. This is what they do. This is what they do. The prey friend. drive in the younger one is pretty elite. <laughs> Loves just cuddling up with humans, but uh, squirrel, bird, skunk, possum, we're in. Yeah, yeah. She's killed a possum before too. That's pretty. That's a pretty gruesome looking beast, dead. Yeah, those things I had to deal with that. Those things look like they could come from you know the the underworld. Yep. Also the, got a groundhog. Well, the, our our dogs at home would get would get. We call them gophers. I don't know yeah. if there's a difference. Maybe gophers are smaller, um, but yeah, or prairie dogs. Some people call them. Um, our dogs would chase those down. You get into a field, you can chase down one of those guys. Uh, pretty easily, especially if they get away from the be- from the den, you can get on those guys pretty quickly. Yeah, if they don't have the escape route mapped yeah, they got, out, they got to have that locked in. Um, we are turning the page to the Jaguars today, so practice will be. <laughs> it's been forever. I yeah. feel like I know that we've played two games since we last all did the show together here, and we didn't do the show together yesterday and, and today, obviously without Z. Um, but it feels like it's been forever since we've played because it almost. For for me back here, it almost feels like we played on another planet for two weeks. Like it was it was so we were so out there. Both games were four o'clock starts, which was weird. Um, a four and a four twenty five. Yeah, twenty five makes all the difference too. By the way, for sure it does. So we that was Sunday. They fed us. The boys were in full panic because we were done with the hoops on Sunday, so everything was great. We were able to watch from from the beginning. So initially they fed us Eagles Niners at four fifteen. So you got that you got the start of that game and then they fed a then we popped in at 425. So that was the first time that the Browns of it that I could recall had ever been a part of a a second window in the second window. Normally you go first and the, the sure. America's game of the week is the 415 420 whatever, but to be beyond that and you weren't America's game of the week was a was a new one. Hadn't seen that. No. Uh it's not necessarily something I care to repeat anytime soon. Well, I'm going to tell you I don't like it here at all. Um, I, if I'm going to rank my starts, um, I still like Monday night football a lot. I don't mind Thursday night football either. I think that's nice. Uh, I'm not crazy about Sunday 
Sunday night, it feels like it just bleeds into your Monday, um, which makes that like a little bit of catch up. You give me the one o'clock, so I would go Sunday night, two, Thursday night, su- Thursday, Monday, Sunday at one, Sunday late, Sunday four. I don't like Sunday four at all. See, I hate Monday nighters. Yeah, I suppose it. Like it because it pushes the schedule back. All of a sudden, now I'm working on Saturday. Oh, true. The, then there's then there's some Sunday stuff because. You can't really put together the entire pregame show until you watch Sunday's games, and then you're kind of scrambling on Monday. It's a little, it's a, it's a little tough. Uh, I I do like the Thursday and then the the weekend off. Uh, Sunday at one o'clock, I'm fine with the Sunday night football. I would put that number three on my list. Yeah, the four o'clock games, not great. I don't. It's it, tough. It's even worse when you're at home and have to play at four o'clock. We've had to do that a few times. Oh, sure. I, yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, from like the viewing standpoint here, I think it's brutal because you're ba- you basically you wait all day, but then you don't even get to have like a a decent end part of your day because the game's going on as you're split. And like with the family, like we're eating dinner. I mean, I'm, I'm I was cooking dinner in the second quarter, and we're trying to eat at halftime. Like, yeah, it's just I did. You, you can't even really watch it the same way. At least I couldn't. No, no, it, that's almost a pizza and wings. Hey, let's just uh, yeah watch the football game and not try to compete against it. Yeah, it's too tough to do so. So we'll turn the page to the Jaguars uh, today. Ian Rappaport reporting this morning on Good Morning Football that Trevor Lawrence has an uphill battle to play uh, with his high ankle sprain. Yeah, no kidding. And yet, I, I mean, I don't see how he could. I would agree, except I've seen many a quarterback defy the odds to play against us on Sunday at 1 o'clock. Yeah, I just... I'd have to. I'm going to pull up their schedule here real quick and just see where where they're at. Um, so right now, are they okay? Here we go. Um, they're eight and four. They're atop the division at the moment. They're coming off of the loss, obviously. Uh, prior to that, they'd won their last two. They'd beaten the Texans and the Titans. So that's two division games back to back that they won. Um, so it's boy. So for them, it goes us. Here on on Sunday, then Ravens on Sunday Night Football. Then they're at the Buccaneers on Christmas Eve. uh, Then the Panthers on New Year's Eve. And then at Titans. So The next two are big for them. Well, yeah, but I could also punt on us (laughs) if I'm them. Like, I'd rather have Lawrence 100% for those because – they should be able to take care of the Titans. They've just done it. They beat them 34-14 two weeks ago. Um, the Panthers, are they're nothing. Uh, Tampa Bay's not much either. I think if they go if they go 4-1, and one, obviously that's 12-5. and five. That wins the South for sure. Um, so if there's one that they're going to punt on, this wouldn't be the worst one to punt on would be this one and get Lawrence healthy. Maybe I, I'm just trying to wish that into existence. I was going to say, I don't. it's a high ankle sprain. Yeah, Those that's usually a, things that you normally come back from right away. Those are usually a multiple-week event, uh, unless it's not really a high ankle sprain, like we've been talking about when Aaron Rodgers and his Achilles. Like, to be able to come back, did you really completely tear your entire Achilles? <laughs> True, yeah. Like, the high ankle sprain is yeah. normally like a three- to four-week injury. Am I correct on that? Yeah, and that's normally what it is. And sometimes they get that high, that 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 surgery on it that they do. Um where they're back in like a month. I mean, Tua had that in college a couple of times. Um, yeah, I, I just think just sometimes we just go common sense. Like the way it looked on the field, sun uh, Monday night, 
juxtaposed to the way he exited the field and went down the tunnel and the reaction he had throwing his helmet and such, to me, feels like I thought he broke his ankle. Yeah. So He couldn't put any weight on it. Like, in an AFC that's wide open, I don't know why you would try to rush him back to put him in a position to play. It's doesn't seem like I'm fine if you want to take your time take the week off please yeah please be my guest uh we do have some good news though from this is from Mary Kay and we'll have an official injury report coming up here in a little bit coach will talk at 140 everything's backed up a little bit today because the guys were out of the building on Monday and Tuesday uh Denzel Ward told Mary Kay he will practice today. He'll talk at the podium tomorrow. Mary Kay says that's a good sign for him facing the Jags Sunday after two missed games. Maybe getting some reinforcements back. You saw what happens when he's not there. And it's not necessarily it's the butterfly effect of it. It's it's MJ and Newsom, and MJ's been great, um, but those guys then get elevated up, and then you get, you know, Newsom has to go from slot to outside, or sometimes Denzel plays slot, and then it's the guys beyond that where it starts to get a little bit dicey. And uh, Z talked about it when we were breaking down the game against the Rams in terms of who they targeted. Um, they weren't targeting MJ Emerson. They were not targeting Greg Newsom. So getting Denzel back would be an incredible boost um, for this team. Do you, have you looked at the weather for Sunday? Do you know what we're, what we're headed for here? It's not great. <clears throat> is it rainy? Yes. Or is it at least uh, – It's uh, I, I, It's going to start up. In the mid-50s, and then the bottom's going to fall out. Rain and snow showers by the afternoon, 10 to 20-mile-an-hour winds. Oh, my gosh. It's chance be of precip, 80%. Rain mixing with snow. Yeah. Oh, my God. Max Average wind is 10 miles an hour, max 25-mile-an-hour wind. Yeah. Not, not wonderful. Our uh, fans are the best fans in the world, but, my God, it sucks. That sucks to go sit in that. Yep. That's they're, they're, God bless but you. But it's a big one on Sunday. It's huge. You got it. You got to have it. They're going to need you. But it's it's tough. Am I correct that you've got to get one of the two? You have to either get Jacksonville and or Houston. No. In this. Mm-mm. I see. I think you do. I don't. For a tiebreaker purposes. Maybe, but I, I mean, I think some of this you'd have to pull up. Where's the hell's Uno? Uno. Uno needs to pull up. Have him pull up Gibbe. The remaining schedules for teams 5 through 10. So that's a lot of windows he's going to have to have open. I understand. Um, but Copy and paste. You got, yeah, you just copy paste those babies in. The reason I say that is, um, do, do, of course, you'd like to win one of them. And to your point for tiebreakers, it would be a no-brainer. But it really comes down to, I still think the number's 10. And so if you beat, you're going to be favored – although I don't know about Cincinnati, but you're going to be favored in, in I think, three games remaining. You're going to be favored against the Bears. Uh, that'll be on the 17th. You're going to be favored on the 28th against the Jets, and you're going to be favored at Cincinnati, likely, unless Jake Browning keeps this up, in which case you probably won't be. But but if that is a one-off, then you'll probably be favored against Cincinnati at the end of the season, um, provided you're able to stay relatively healthy to provide all of that, that their situations remain the same. So those three wins get you to 10. It's hard for me to imagine. I know I did this with Buffalo, um, and you could probably do it with anybody else in the mix and just say, like, who else has three games where they're going to be favored? That's really the number you're looking at is is how many teams have those three games that they're going to be favored in, and, and we certainly have that. All right, I got all of them up. 
Let's go, Uno. Give it to me. All right. Pittsburgh Steelers. Yep. They are Give at the me. Colts. They're at the Colts. No, no, no. They, they're, or, sorry, this they're week they're New, New England. England. Okay, so tomorrow so New England. should be win. At the Colts. Home for the Bengals. At the Seahawks. At the Ravens. This guy's he's in a this guy's in a puffer, aviators. I mean, he looked like he came from Aspen. Like walked in from Aspen at the St. Regis, swag, unbelievable. All right, so you, so give me that fifth one again. Uh, at Seahawks and then at Ravens for the Steelers. Okay, so and Pittsburgh's at same as us, right? Same record, seven and five. So they got three to me. L's lock stock L's Ravens Seahawks and I think they'll lose to the Colts. So the Bengals game is an either-way game, and they should win Thursday, even with Trubisky. So that would put them at nine. At best, nine. All right, next. Give me the next. All right, the Denver Broncos. They are 6-6. Six and six. Yep. Sunday, they are at the Chargers, mm-hmm. then at the Lions, home for New England, home for the Chargers, and then at the Raiders. All right, and then at Raiders? Yep. All right, so they, they're going to split the Charger games. They're not going to win them all. Um, and then that's – but they'll beat New England. They'll win one of the Chargers games. They'll beat the Raiders. So that gets them to 9-7, and seven. same as Pittsburgh. Next. All right, the Houston Texans. Go ahead. Sunday, they are at the New York Jets with Zach Wilson. He's back, by the way. Yes. All right. Texans are at the Titans. Okay. Home for the Browns. Home for the Titans, and then at the Colts. So three out of five in the South. All right. So I would. They're better. I mean, to me, I see three wins for them right away, and that's not counting us. So even if you let's play your game, Gibby, and say that we think it's mandatory, right? So let's say let's say that we don't win that one because my theory is that we that it isn't. That is three or four wins for the Houston. Where's Houston at? They're at seven, right? Right now. Yes. So they'll be at ten. <laughs> So yep. there's someone you're gonna have to worry about. They're ten and they'd be ten and seven. So I feel like the Christmas Eve maybe is the is the bigger of the two opponents between Jacksonville and Houston. Yeah. So Houston that would get Houston at ten and seven. Um and the only other teams that like Cincinnati's six and six, that's a tough road for them to get four more wins. Buffalo is the most dangerous, but we've been over their schedule. They've got Dallas, they got Kansas City this week, Dallas. And Miami still on the schedule. They have New England and I think the Jets too. So they're going to get to three, but that's nine and eight. So even if you don't give us the Houston win, like if you go off my theory that it's, I guess, then you have to win those that you have to win. You have to beat Chicago. You got to beat the Jets and you got to beat the Bengals. Yep. So I th- I guess the to sum it up, get to ten and I think you're safe. I just don't think there's going to be enough teams that get 10. off the Schneid and get a W this week. Yeah, How about we just? I love that? it. That would be perfect. That would, then, I would like that a lot. That happens. Now you're sitting there at eight and what? Eight and five. Eight and five. You're at eight and five with you got to win two of the rest, and if you win ten, is the number. I I cannot see a scenario if you win ten games, you don't make the postseason. Hard to imagine. It. I like the way you think. I hope that's indeed the case. We all do. I mean that we set that. I mean that's yes. the deal. Is let's let's make the postseason. That's the uh, that's the job at hand there. Um, all right, coming up next, we will meet the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, it's a talented group. They flip this pretty pretty quickly. We don't know if Lawrence will play or not. Uh, Coach will be at the podium around 140. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet. Sports betting partner, your Cleveland Browns, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. <laughs>
Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. OBM, the preferred provider of copiers and document services for the Cleveland Browns that can tackle any size office, call 216-485-2000 or visit ohiobusinessmachines.com. Time to meet the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're coached by head coach Doug Peterson. Sixth season as an NFL head coach, his first in Jacksonville. Of course, won the Super Bowl in Philadelphia a couple of years ago. He's 58-48-1 and and overall. Um, it is the Browns' fifth straight game facing a coach who has won a Super Bowl. Uno had that yesterday. After we got on on the drive back, he's like, "Hey, how about that?" I'm like, "That's a pretty good little stat there." Who did it start with? Who am I missing? Ravens. Yeah, Harbaugh, Tomlin, uh, uh, Peyton, Peyton, and McVay. McVay Who's, and then who is our? This will be number oh, this will be five. Peterson okay. will this be number five. Peterson will be five. Okay, all right. So there you go. There you go. Five straight uh, who have won the Super Bowl series records. The Jags lead that twelve to six. Browns one and three in the last uh, in the last four, but did win the last time out. The last time we played them was November nineteenth, twenty twenty. Won twenty seven to twenty five. Man, I no recollection of that. Do you twenty twenty season? I feel like was that a big Landry catch game? Like Baker slinging the ball all over? Certainly six, but it's some of those seasons. You know what? We went. Were you down there? We went there. No, we were at Brown Stadium. Oh, it was end of November. That was a trap game because we had just come off a big one. I feel like we had just beaten the Cowboys. We improved to eight and three. Or the Titans, who were really good. We improved to eight and three with the win. Jacksonville was one and ten. Uh, we were up 17-13 at half, one twenty-seven to 25 as I mentioned. Yeah, uh, we Baker, tried to give it away. Baker ended up 19-29, uh, 258, a couple of scores. Nick Chubb, 19, catch, 19 carries, 144. Jarvis was a beast. You had that right. Um, Thank you. Eight for 143 and a touchdown uh, for Jarvis Landry in the game. So, Oh, that's why we don't remember it. It's COVID. COVID. Yeah, we were at Brown Stadium calling Yeah. It. That's why I'm hoping saying. to God that they were going to pull it up. I was thinking about because normally that's the I, sometimes I forget that it happened until something like this comes up because typically when you look back on the last time we played a team, I can envision the stadium or moments, but that season everything looked the same because it was all shot tight, and so it all it all kind of yep. looked the same. That's it. So that's the the COVID season of twenty twenty Stefanski's first year um, in in late November is when that game took place that win here uh in terms of their team uh the, the last time out the bang, uh, the jaguars of course lost to, to cincinnati on monday Night football 34 to 31 uh offensively they are 12th overall ninth in passing 22nd in rushing ninth in scoring defensively they're 24th overall 30th in passing fifth in rushing and 20th in scoring they do have a plus three turnover differential um the passing numbers are a little surprising to me that they're that far down you would have thought with Lawrence and all the weapons. Uh, now, Christian Kirk won't be in this game this weekend. Correct. That's, it. Them, that's as big a loss as potentially losing the quarterback, I feel like, that's given a, what he's brought to the table. He's been huge. Um, and so that's a, definitely a weapon with them. They still have Ridley. They have Etienne. They have a lot of players. But um, losing Kirk will be a big one. Um, the linebacker core for Jacksonville, one of the youngest in the NFL, but boosts some very good players that are disruptive. Starts on the outside with Josh Allen. This is the kid out of Kentucky. Headlines a 3-4 defense, 13 half sacks. 
Wow, good job out of him. 13 and a half. Yeah. 11 tackles for loss on that one. Uh, Olakun has led the NFL in tackles in back-to-back seasons, has over 500 tackles in the last two and a half years. Second-year linebacker Devin Lord, all, Lloyd, rather, all-around star, seven pass defensed to lead all linebackers on this team. Allen's a guy they drafted high out of Kentucky and has lived up to up to it and has been really good player for them for, for several years. Phony, they would have taken Hutchinson. Well, that imagine on the defensive line. So, how's that guy doing? The Walker isn't his name Walker, one of the most synonymous number one overall picks. Is it is it on the next line? Where's it at? Oh, oh here it Trayvon is, Trayvon Walker, Walker. For, former second on the pick. team. Okay, so he's go. got five well, no, sacks. Good job. He's got it on there. Second um, on the team with a career high five sacks. <clears throat> also had five tackles for a loss and thirteen QB hits. This might be the first year he's ever done anything. I feel it's like, year though. two though for him. Right, because Hutchinson was a rookie. They were rookies last year. So they're, yeah, that was it. Hence the career year. Hence the career year. There you go. I've got it. I've nailed it. (laughs) Their skill position talent. Yeah, I think they would too. Their skill position talent is really good. Uh, Again, we don't know if Lawrence is going to play, but Travis Etienne is a star. Sometimes I feel like they forget he's on their team. I think sometimes they could use him even a little bit more uh, than they do, but he has over 1,000 yards from scrimmage and nine touchdowns. I mentioned Christian Kirk. He will be out of this game. Calvin Ridley and Kirk have combined for over 1,400 yards and eight touchdowns. And remember, with Ridley, they got him for a bucket of balls. He sat for the year with the gambling violation, and it's not like anybody didn't think Calvin Ridley could play. Yeah. So they, they got him for next to nothing, and so he jumps into that team and is will still be a weapon for them. Uh, on on Sunday, Evan Ingram, very very good tight end. He is there as well. Um, their offensive line is where some of the flaws are. They did get a trade deadline deal that flew a little bit under the radar. The acquisition of Ezra Cleveland from Minnesota slotted into the starting role at left guard. Rookie Anton Harrison has also come into his own, providing some help at the right tackle position. So if you're looking for a place where there are vulnerable, it would be our strength that potentially would be their weakness. So it'd be well, our defensive line provided. But again, Miles with one arm is where we're at now. Yeah. Walker Little, who was the guy that backed into Trevor Lawrence, is dealing with a hamstring. It'll be interesting to see how he progresses uh, during the week. Uh, Trevor Lawrence has never missed a game, 46 in a row since being drafted number one. Jeez. How about that? That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, early on to to start every game. I mean, so that's a hell. He'll, well, so that changes. That does change my view on if he if he tries to play Sunday. So because that he, streak would probably be meaningful for him. I mean, that's a that is a Manning start of like a Manning Eli or Peyton streak. So he he returned from a knee sprain suffered late in Game Three against the Colts, recovered to play four days later against the Saints. Bounces back well. Yeah. Okay. Well, it, now that I know he's got that streak intact, I mean, guys usually try to play through those things. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. Darius William leads them with three interceptions, six, uh, 16 passes defensed, also the uh, one defensive touchdown on the year. We mentioned Trayvon Walker, the former number, number one overall pick with five interceptions, um, and then Brandon McManus, their kicker, a Super Bowl champion, about 86% this year, tied for fifth in the NFL in field goals made. They're good. They're a good, young talented team um they are a team that's in the hunt um it's pretty remarkable i i give the con family a lot of credit uh in in realizing it was going south quickly with urban and pulling the string on it pulling rip going to get a better in head coach and saying, we got to get this right right now let's get a known and let's not screw around and they did and 
they had a great deal of talent that was being accumulated on the roster from several years of being bad, uh, but it needed to be pushed in the right direction, and and that's happened now. Now, they the one thing um, off the field, they are having a hell of a battle over stadium and all that stuff right now as well, and this is an opportunity. I'm, I'm sure we'll get somebody on at some point behind enemy lines this week down there, but um, I'm always curious about the business side of it, and one of the things that Urban was big on when he was down there was that it was almost like he was fundraising, like he was like a college coach. Sure. Um, but they kind of had him out front, like on – there's like a uh, – was it like a Four Seasons property that was it attached was right on to the a water. practice facility? It was right facility. on the river. Yeah. So they've been trying to get something done with the stadium for a long time. Uh, remember they were going to play maybe a year in Gainesville and, and sort that out while they got it done. Um, but it seems like it's become acrimonious again between the city and them. Forever they were the threat that they were going to leave to go to London. It was always that the they were yeah, the team. Like they he played bought, two games a year yeah. there. He tried buying Wembley. Um, I think it ended up falling through, if memory serves. But at one point, that was going to be part of it. He owns, is it Fulham? He owns an English soccer team as okay. well, uh, Shad Khan does. So um, that, um, that is always the thinking there. A couple other things to, to look at. And, and this, is, this has been our Achilles heel all year. The Jaguars, 21 takeaways, 12 picks, 9 fumbles, tied for second, one behind Denver's 22. They make mm. plays defensively. They might give up a lot of yards, but they can force you into mistakes. And we have we have committed our fair share of mistakes yeah. on the offensive side of the ball this year. Yes, for sure. He is um, – all right, yes, he does own Fulham, obviously owns AEW along with his son Tony, um, and so that's that's where they stand on that. Do you know where his money was from? What's that? Shad Khan. You know what the the where his his money came from? I do not. Flexengate Corp. What is that? He worked an automotive manufacturing company, Flexengate Corp, while attending Illinois. He graduated, was hired as an engineering director of the company in '78. He started Bumper Works, which made car bumpers for customized pickup trucks and body shop repairs. <laughs> the funds to start the new business, including this, in 1980, he bought Flexengate. From his former employer. It's fantastic. Congratulations on all your successes. How about buddy. that? Just car bumpers. Car bumpers get you Jacksonville Jaguars and a twelve billion dollar net worth. That's awesome. Good God. That's fantastic. You know, it's uh, it's interesting. Like, it, you know, just Doug Peterson played for the Browns in two thousand. Doug Peterson was one of our quarterbacks. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I mean, he, he was so one he of was, many. He was a he was a backup for Couch when Couch, you know, was early in his career yep. after Detmer, probably. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it's just an interesting group of group of guys, and they are a comer in the league. They are going nowhere from a talent standpoint. If if Lawrence is what they believe he is, and we have no reason to believe that he won't. Um, they are going to be one of those teams in in what is obviously always a loaded well, AFC. Well, and now it's now a loaded AFC South. Yeah, we were in talking a year about and that. a half, they've gone from awful division to uh, there's a competent quarterback at each on each football team. Well, and there could be franchise guys on several of them as well. Uh, Lawrence on the season, sixty eight percent completions, three thousand yards, fourteen touchdowns, but seven picks for Lawrence. So he will give it to you. Um, a little bit early on in his career. Coming up next, you'll hear from the boss man, Kevin Stefanski, at the podium. You'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, sports betting partner your Cleveland Browns, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. 
Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. All right, welcome back into Cleveland Browns Daily. Kevin Stefanski at the podium here momentarily. Expecting that in the next couple of minutes, the program will uh, will operate from there. So you're going to get uh, a practice to follow. Uh, we've had some of our players available. Gibby mentioned the Mary Kay report. She talked to Denzel this morning, and he said he was going to practice today. That is uh, big, big, good, good news there. Uh, theoretically, hard to imagine. Obviously, that would point towards him playing on Sunday, and it's a it's a game changer when he's in that lineup. Um, other injuries to note from Coach today. I mean. I, so right now there are no quarterbacks scheduled to talk, so I suppose that's the first one is what's, you know, will that yeah. be something that's addressed? Will he come and officially announce who's playing quarterback for us on Sunday? He's done that here recently. He has, yeah. Yeah, he did that in the he did that with Deshaun, and he did it with DTR uh, a couple of weeks ago. We still don't know if, if DTR is in the concussion protocol either because we haven't been I around believe, for a couple of days. I believe he still was. So this is from Scott Pe- Petrek. DTR, Denzel Ward, Marquise Goodwin, not on the pre-practice injury report. Expected to practice. Okay, so then the quarterback question will be the one that will have all of the attention today. And then Correct. the question then will become, will – there's about a million ways Stefanski could go here. Yeah. So, I mean, he could – he's the starter for this week. We could go – he's the starter going forward. He's the starter from here to the end of the year. He's the starter until he gets hurt like everyone else, unfortunately. Yeah. Amari Cooper, Kareem Hunt, Maurice Hurst will not practice. Gotta First just, with a calf, Hunt with a groin, Amari with that concussion protocol. So he's still in the protocol. So, yep. And I don't need to see Kareem practice anymore. All right, let's go to the podium and see if we can get some answers from Coach Stefanski. Okay, uh, before we get to the game, I just want to acknowledge Anthony Walker Jr., uh, you know, the Cleveland Browns, Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee. Uh, incredible influence on this football team uh, in the locker room, on the field, uh, and then in our community. I think he does an amazing job. Sets a great example for all of our players on, on how to be a pro, uh, how to make an impact, again, both on your football team and on your community. So uh, really proud of AWOC. And then his teammates, which I think is a big deal, voted him the Ed Block Courage Award winner, uh, which that's always, you know, when it's voted on by your peers, uh, I think it means something really special. Uh, and for him to come back from the injury that he had, uh, you know, those are hard, and, and to rehab the way he did and to come back and, and play well for us, uh, again, huge impact. And then, you know, I don't know if you guys know, but he was out of practice last week, last Wednesday, and just to, to overcome ordering oysters on DoorDash. <laughs> Think about the, how hard that is to overcome, and he did. Um, I don't know if that factored into the voting by his teammates, but, uh, you know, I just want to acknowledge that fact. On the Jaguars, uh, really good football team. Playoff team last year, um, leading their division this year. Uh, with talented football players, talented coaches. Uh, I know a lot of their coaches. I think Doug does a great job uh, with their team, with their offense. Uh, really a huge challenge. Just the way they, they have schemed up their run in their pass, a huge challenge. Defensively, Coach Caldwell does an awesome job. Uh, they're playing at a very high level, physical Great players at all levels of the defense, uh, an impressive unit, so a tough, tough matchup. And then special teams, Heath Farwell is their special teams coordinator. I know Heath really well. Uh, they're sound. They're physical. Uh, so it's a huge challenge. It's, it's AFC 
uh, opponent at our place. Uh, we're excited about that challenge, but this is a really good football team. So we have to have a great week of practice, and, and we've started that with our meetings and our preparation uh, today. But with that, I'll take any questions. We'll see how it goes this week. Uh, Dorian's still in the protocol, but he's working his way through. He wasn't on the pre-practice report, so he's going to. He's going to practice. practice. Yes. I guess. I mean, he was a starter and got hurt. And Joe comes in. So how do you handle making that decision? Yeah, we'll make that decision at the appropriate time. But I want to see how you know this week goes. You have um, Denzel Ward. At least he's not on the pre-practice report. How important is it that you're going to get him back? On the side? Yeah. Again, that's with Denzel. He makes a huge impact on our football team. So. Get him back at, out at practice today, see how he does. How about Marquise as well? Um, is he through the protocol or is he still in that process? Yeah, I don't know that he's all the way through, but he's trending that way and, and will practice today. And again, it's with all these guys, whether it's concussion or otherwise, you really have to uh, get them out on the practice field, see how they look, and, and then make a decision. What is AWOC's leadership style, um, the way that he leads just that locker room? And, you know, obviously being a captain plays a factor in that, but how does he, how does he be a leader for this team? Yeah, that's a good question. I think he's very authentic. He's, he's, he's the same guy every single day, uh, same guy when, when we're up, same guy when we're down, uh, provides great leadership just in, in, in being that, that uh, voice in the locker room, uh, can, does a great job of encouraging his teammates one-on-one. -on -one. You know, there's so much of leadership that nobody sees. And uh, I just know uh, that he's in our building providing a, a really positive impact uh, really every day. Beyond the way Joe threw the ball on Sunday, everything looked just a little crisper and cleaner in terms of like play action, things like that. Were you surprised at how all those little nuances of, you know, whether it's faking the handoff or dropping his shoulder or all that kind of stuff came back to him so naturally. Yeah, I, I think he's a pro. You know, he's been around. He's been very well coached in his career. So uh, he, all those nuances, like you mentioned, Tom, about the play action game, he's he's been coached up very hard on those things. So, uh, no, not surprised. Uh, but it's something that he's worked hard at uh, throughout his career. Yeah, but I know, obviously, the injuries have factored into this week to week quarterback thing, but. Um, you feel like you're gonna at some point here be able to settle on one guy for this for this team to really gel around here as you go through this stretch run. Yeah, I think for us, we really have to, as you've seen throughout this season, you really have to worry about the week you're in uh, and focus on the week you're in, and that's really what we're gonna do. It's you know we talk every week. It's how do you win this game? That's what you're focused on. Are some of the things that maybe Dorian was starting to show you? Uh, that if he is completely sprung, might make this a little bit of a, a difficult decision for him. Yeah, I think Dorian continues to get better. You know, we've talked about him, Mary Kay. Just think back to preseason; uh, got better throughout the preseason. I think has gotten better throughout this season. Uh, I think his, we've all seen his skill set, know what type of player he is. But I think he's working very hard to continue to improve uh, as this season wears on. Well, Jed Wills, I mean, he could. Start practicing today. I think will he be out there? We'll see. Uh, we'll update you as, as you know as more information comes out. You guys talk about it is a part of the game. You guys talk about next man up a lot. But how have you seen this team specifically respond this season with all of the injuries you faced and having to take it week by week? How has this group actually responded? Yeah, uh, I think the guys have done a nice job, Cam, and and that's something that. Uh, is not unique to the Cleveland Browns. Injuries happen to everybody, and, and, and it's week to week. And 
Uh, our guys understand that because that's the reality of the NFL. Uh, so those are things that we deal with in game, in week, uh, and and like we've talked about, you know, nobody likes injuries. Uh, nobody wants to see their teammates out for a game or a quarter or, or the season. Uh, but they also know that we have a job to do, and I think they've recognized that when it's time to step up, you have to. Speaking of injuries, Jaguars are dealing with a major one there with, with Trevor. How do you balance, you know, the potential of him playing, but also you know, getting ready for for CJ Beathard? Yeah, he's a great player. I will say this. Uh, I mean, makes every throw, athletic, uh, have a ton of respect for him. He's played and played hurt before, so uh, we'll see how this week goes and, and whether or not he makes it, but uh, he's a great player. And there's there's tape on both guys. You know, with Beathard, there's there's tape on him as well, so we know what his strengths are. Uh, and, you know, he led the team the other night and put him in position. Uh, so he's a very, very heady football player. Kevin, this is a little bit of an unusual situation because one of the quarterbacks is still – in the protocol. So can you say, like, if Dorian clears the protocol and he's able to practice all week, can you say then he'd be your starter? Or you still want to, you still have a decision? To make? Yeah, I think we got to see how it goes. Uh, I think that's what's important uh, in this situation. Dorian's obviously hasn't cleared just yet, but he's going to practice. Uh, so I want to see how it looks. I know you talked Sunday and then on Monday about getting clarification on the sort of false start, moving the, moving the ball. Um, do you get any more clarification on that? And I guess... Is, is that just something that's unique to just situationally what we're seeing with, I know you mentioned the brotherly shove situation with yeah. the Eagles. I talked to the league. I'm not going to get into all the specifics. I would tell you, um, you know, <laughs> it's definitely a point of emphasis for them right now, whereas it wasn't. You know, and we've gone many years here with that not being called. Uh, but now that that's how they're officiating it, we have to obviously abide by the rules to the T. Uh, and and we're not trying to skirt any rules. We're certainly uh, in this in these scenarios. We're not trying at all to gain an advantage, but we have to adjust based on how they're calling it. They give you point of emphasis like pregame, right? Do they talk you through what? They're uh, do? There's videos that go out each week that, and then you kind of know, kind of through the grapevine, and then pregame. Yes, I talk to the officials every game about certain things. Ethan said he didn't get a warning. Would that be That's common correct. for them to, to tell a guy, hey, watch this, that? Uh, they warn. A, they definitely warn you on certain things. A lot of times what happens, I think, in every single game, they warn your tackle about being too deep. That happens every week. And then you tell the tackle to move up. Uh, in this case, we did not get a warning. I don't know if that's something that moving forward they, they will do. I think that would be fair in this is, instance. If you see it on a second and five and you see a movement that you would deem you know, uh, uh, illegal or false start, whatever, you, whatever it may be. Uh, I think that would be fair. Uh, Ethan's going to work hard to make sure that this doesn't happen, and then we're going to coach it up as such. Can just adjust the ball so the laces are where he wants them, or yeah. how does that work? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I've studied more center ball handling than I ever have in my life uh, this week, Jeff. I think each guy's a little bit different. Some guys take it and, and roll it. Some guys move it back. Some guys move it forward. Sometimes when you're leaning back to talk to the quarterback or the other players, you may move the ball a little bit. So there's obviously a little bit of movement that goes on with every single play. Uh, I think the league is trying to make sure that there's no unfair advantage gained by the offense in these in, uh, situations. Are you studying that? Does Ethan kind of move it the same way every time? Like, did that feel like consistent with how he does it? Uh, pretty consistent, yeah. I know it's only been a couple of days for Amari, but how have you seen – him improvement. Have you seen improvement out of him? And where, where do you? Yeah, when it comes to the protocol, you just have to follow it to a T, and, and that's what we'll do. 
What's your DoorDash order? <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I don't even, yeah, I think I have the app, but that's kind of, my wife handles the DoorDash for us. So you install the RPOs for Flacco this week then, is that? We'll have to see, Tom. He's not, he's the conventional quarterback, right? He's this straight drop back, whatever. Is there still a place for that in the NFL? I mean, with all the talk of mobile quarterbacks and, yeah, I mean, obviously, yes, uh, in his instance. Uh, I just think, yeah, you certainly have seen, and we've all seen, that this position go through uh, different changes. I was just talking about Randall Cunningham uh, yesterday, actually, uh, where he was he was ahead of his time. Uh, just think about what he would be doing in, in this league. Uh, but it's it's cyclical, maybe. Um, but there, there's, there's multiple ways to play this position. There's multiple ways to, to be impactful for your offense. Uh, and regardless of who our quarterback is, you have to play through the strengths of your quarterback. One of the great mysteries besides who your quarterback is every week this season is that just there seems to be a little bit of a disparity in the defense home versus road. Um, have you noticed that? And, you know, what do you think has, you know, led to that? Is it just the, the road environment, the advantage you're playing at home? What do you think that is? Yeah, I, th- I think you have to be careful with sample size uh, always. I will tell you, we like playing at home. We do. I like having our crowd into it. I like the juice that it gives our defense. I like that it, it makes life hard on the opposing offense. Uh, having said that, you know you still want to play good defense, good offense on the road as well. Uh, but I do think we have a very distinct home field advantage. Good. Ramir, pass rusher, uh, very. Good. He's good. I say pass rusher, but he's good versus the run as well. Uh, he can win in a variety of ways off the edge, has an unbelievable motor, just doesn't stop. Uh, and Walker on the other side's, you know, a challenge as well. So they have two really, really good ends uh, and, and a really good defense. I mean, it's a, it's a top defense for a reason. I think it's a really good scheme. They can pressure the quarterback. They can stop the run. Uh, I think they're good in the back end. They take the ball away. So it's a huge challenge. Thank you. Okay, thanks, guys. Kevin Stefanski at the podium didn't get a whole lot. Um, not a, not a lot today. No. So I think you know the overarching things in, in terms of things to pay attention to for Sunday. Obviously, the Mary Kay report on Denzel being back. Um, so that's a very big thing. I was interested. Jed Wells was not on the injury report. I, I that was a big one. You know what? That was a that was a good job. I think I wish was that Shudell that brought that up. Yeah, I think so. Somebody that saw his it. window was officially open. His window is open, and he was not on the report. So I thought that was that uh, would be huge. That would was very big news there. Um, DTR is still in protocol, but is practicing. So I don't understand the gray area of that. I know if Z were here, he would say, "Well, they get, they got to do this before they can do this." And this is the new thing this year. Somehow that. They're still in protocol, but they're able to practice, but not fully practice. They can right. go through this and that. It, it's it doesn't make any sense. Either you're in concussion protocol or you're not. That would be my common sense. What I thing, think too. But... <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that that was the those were kind of the big headliners on this. Um, he would not commit to a quarterback, one way or the other. I don't like this. Yeah. So uh, I'm um, not crazy. I'm not crazy about it either. I, you know. Yeah, um, I, a lot of talk, and we talked to Ethan Posick today in the locker room today. I feel for the young man. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, all of a sudden this is getting called, and he's like, "I'm really not trying to do anything. Like, I take full responsibility." He just kept saying it over and over. <laughs> and yeah. and just, 
it's on me. I got to do better. I can't do what I've done in the past, even though there's nothing that really would clearly state that I've done something wrong I by just a like, lot anyways. I, on that one, it's kind of like common sense. Like uh, Stefanski said, you know, he articulated to the officials, he said before the game that I told them we don't, we're not doing a tush push. So he knew it was a point of emphasis. He told them that it wasn't going to be something that we were doing. So that's it. Well, it should have been the end of it. Well, and he even said, how about a warning? How about, hey, noticing your guys it's moving the ball. Moment, man. It's we, a big moment for that to be thrown right away without a warning. Yeah. I mean, that, that is the play of the game. It's third and one. I mean, it's third and short to third and a lot. It changed. Uh, it absolutely changed anything. I will allow Coach, not that he needs my permission, but I will allow Coach for some gamesmanship on the quarterback this week because – Obviously, Flacco and DTR are two entirely different players, and it will force Jackson to Jacksonville to play for both. So while I think all of us would like, hey, this is our starter, it's going to be this way going forward, I can also acknowledge that this week, while there is ambiguity at the position, there's gamesmanship that could be at play. Well, And, it's and there's a from, an advantage from us. From it's coming from Jacksonville, too, right now. You know, I mean, it's, Trevor Lawrence has an uphill battle. Well, Coach, we talked about it when we previewed the Jags. Coach just mentioned it. Wouldn't be surprised if Trevor Lawrence is the starting quarterback on Sunday. Yeah, the the only obviously Lawrence is a dramatically better than Bethard, but they're similar type of players. Our guys are two totally different players. Yeah. One you're going to have a running element to the other one you're not. So this will make Jacksonville prepare for two styles of quarterback play on Sunday, and there's there is there's some value in that. So I'm sure he would like what all of us would like, which is this is my starting quarterback. Yeah. The end. I'm sure he'd love that. Here's my wide receiver. Here's my running back. Yeah. Here's here's my tight end. That's here's my offensive works. lineman. Let's go play football on Sunday at one o'clock. Yeah, that's it. All right. Yeah. Second hour of the program up next. Uh, you go one on one with AWOC, so you have that to look forward to, uh, which is nice. We'll take a look at some of the NFL awards. Now they're about two thirds of the way through the season. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on eight fifty ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Pet Supplies Plus give you the chance to win tickets to home games all season while providing the best deals for your pet at over 75 stores throughout Ohio. Enter win at clevelandbrowns.com slash Plus and receive a coupon to use at your local store with your entry. Pet Supplies Plus is a proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. Two-thirds of the way through the NFL season. Gibbe, we've got some odds, my friend. We do. Uh, before that, a little news. Give me some news. What after did I, what did I miss? Kevin Stefanski press conference. All right. Uh, the Browns have designated cornerback Cameron Mitchell for a turn from IR. All right. Well, that would – so oh. then you're going to go from walking wounded at corner to Might have a, an overabundance. Uh, a missed, a player designated for a turn has 21 days to be activated or must remain on IR for the remainder of the season. So he's back. There you go. So that – I mean, him back, Denzel back, all of a sudden you're you're getting there. Now we got some depth. Yeah. Yeah, and you got you should be fully fully locked and loaded for your um for for the game this weekend at corner, provided everyone keeps trending in the right direction. And some clarity on the Jedrick Wills uh, stuff. Uh, Wills hasn't been designated to return yet. That's why he's not on the pre-practice report. He's still just out. 
So, okay. Again, like, I, I, if we could just make things a little bit clearer. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's like it's a lot of gray area. It is. I I understand the notion that you don't have to put Nick Chubb on the injury report. I yeah. get that. Uh, but anybody who has the potential to come back, to me, it should be NFL policy like you're on the report, so that there's no ambiguity about, you know, when a guy could come back or when they couldn't. Yeah, exactly. Um, we we've got some we've got some things going on here. NFL awards two thirds into the season. All right. Uh, I got an idea here. What's that? I got an idea here. Well, yeah. What do you got? So this is my thinking on this. I, I honestly I we did do, not see this rundown before. Let's this do show. it this way. Let's do it based on. So these are there's MVP odds here, offensive player of the year odds, defensive player of the year odds, offensive rookie, defensive rookie. So you can give some thoughts on each position group, but then also say, I mean, we're we're prevent we're brought to you by Bally Bet. We can do best bets, can't we? Man, we're producing the show on the air. I mean, I think we can. Maybe. I mean, I, I can. You might not be able to. I don't think I. You're can. not betting, but we. Can, I mean, we do scores, so I think we can say like, I like this one. Right? That seems fair. I, I can tee you up for that. Worst case scenario, I'm gone tomorrow. That's going to happen eventually anyway, and you and Zagura do the show. So that's fine. I don't I that's don't fine. like being put we're in that into, position when we're you headed say into the holidays. Like, like, I wouldn't mind some extra time anyway. It's fine. All right. You ready? Sure. What are you doing to me? <laughs> Zagura! He can't save you now, Gibby. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. You got your MVP? So their top top choices for MVP are Purdy, Hertz, and Prescott. Yes. Um, and then beyond that, it's Tugavailoa is the fourth pick, along with Mahomes, uh, Lamar Jackson, and, and Tyreek Hill. Uh, those are the contenders at this point. This is what I would tell you. In a year like this, I I have a hard time believing Brock Purdy's going to win the MVP. I would agree. I know he's the number one choice. Uh, I saw a clip put up this morning by somebody who covers the 49ers, and they're like, for those of you, I feel like people don't watch him in this narrative that he's just a game manager. No, no, he's definitely not a game manager. He is far more than that. He's a very, very good football player, very, very good quarterback. The only thing I would tell you about Purdy, though, is the video that they put up of his greatness, guys are running 15 yards free. It's like a college quarterback sometimes. Like it's Your head schemed, coach might be the MVP. He's schemed so open. So that's... I have a hard time believing that he would get it. Also, you're looking at on that on that roster, McCaffrey could poach some votes even from that roster. So I I think Purdy as as the lead dog right now I I don't buy. I think the next two should be the actual lead dogs. So that's Hertz and Prescott. If Dak Prescott can win out and beat Philly, I know they play Buffalo too. If he's impressive in that stretch. Could I see Dak Prescott winning the MVP? Yeah, I yeah. could. Um, if they're the two seed in the NFC behind, and like somehow they can, if they could pass Philly um, or even get close to that, I, I could see that. Hurts to me feels like that would be easy if they go fifteen and two or fourteen and three. It'd be very easy for for Jalen Hurts to win the MVP. All right, so we would. Do we agree? Is Jalen Hurts the number one contender right now? For me, it would be, he would be the favorite right now. That, now, not according to these odds, but I think Hurts would be the most logical, easy choice as the number one okay. overall. Dak think, would be number two? For me, yeah. Who's number Purdy's three? I think Purdy's tough. I think you could put Purdy, Tua, Mahomes. Those guys can all kind of be the same, although I think Mahomes could win it. Like, if he went 
scorched earth the last month. Everybody knows he's the best player, so he could win it that way. Tua, I put it almost no chance, and I'm going to get to that in a second. Why? I was the two guys also listed on, page. on this. Lamar Jackson could absolutely win the MVP of the league. They've been inj- injuries at running back. Um, you know, because they're coming off the bye, I think people forget about it. But if the Baltimore Ravens win the AFC in the regular season, if they're the number one overall seed, he's going to be why. And right now, he's th- his odds are three times better than Purdy's. So I just like that as a value. Tyreek Hill? That's my other one. That's where I, I was go- going. Who's more valuable to that team, Tyreek or Tua? I mean, the answer is probably still Tua, but if Tyreek has 2,100 yards, how many touchdowns does he have right now? Do we have a Duno? Is he like at 14? I thought he was at 12. He's looking now. Yeah. So I like Tua a lot. 12. There we go. So 12 touchdowns. Is he at like 1,500 yards, 1,400 yards? Uh, 1,500. So if he goes 2,000 yards receiving. 93 catches for 1,481 right, okay. and 12. So he's got five games left? Yeah. Okay. So if he goes 128, 125 catches, 2,100 yards, 18 touchdowns, that might do it. And right now, he's six times. So yeah. I like that a lot. I like Tyreek Hill a lot. Yeah. Nope. I agree with you. Um, a few others from yep. ESPN and uh, Bill Barnwell. Yep. Obviously, he lick, lists Dak. Um, he mentions Deron Bland. Yeah, no chance. No. Uh, congratulations on all the pick sixes There's and no everything chance. like that. Tyree Killey lists. Uh, what else? Christian McCaffrey. Not on this list, but, I mean, what he's done. He's comfortably ahead of the rest of the competition at his position. He's nearly 200 rushing yards ahead of the second-place back, Tennessee's Derrick Henry. I mean, he's he's a full touchdown ahead of uh, the second-place back behind him, Miami's Raheem Mostert. Who averages 17.9 points per contest? This is he, he factors in the fantasy. No, the fantasy impact. Well. Yeah, I think I think realistically, I'd feel pretty good about Mahomes or Jackson, based on what they have left and just acknowledgement of who they are. Hertz feels Hertz and Dak feel like Hertz feels alone. Then Dak, I think Purdy and Tua are kind of lumped together for me, and then I think Tyreek would be the big value. How about this? The last actual rookie to win league MVP, Jim Brown, 1957. C.J. Stroud, anybody? What? Where is he? he? Did they mention him on this? They mentioned Stroud. Like, if they win the division, he leads the NFL in passing yardage. His rating's over 100. He's 20 touchdowns, five picks. So he's balled out for sure. Absolutely. I mean, he, he's got to have a couple big games down the stretch here. He's going to have an opportunity to. I mean, yeah. I mean, they have T.J. Watt. No, no chance. No. Our guy had a chance before the before he got hurt in Denver. Miles had a chance. Yep. If I ever agree. there was a year for a defensive player to win it, 
If our defense finished number one in the league and Miles had 22 sacks, this would be an, a year where a defensive player could win it just because there's so much parity offensively. Yep. So that that's the deal from the MVP. Offensive player of the year, I mean, this should be Tyreek Hill and everybody else if Tyreek Hill doesn't win the MVP. Am I correct? I mean, can anybody even realistically challenge Tyreek Hill Only if I'd have to look at where McCaffrey is. You know, like if Tyreek slowed down tremendously, McCaffrey could win it. McCaffrey's won it before, hasn't he? Um, I feel like he did. Pulling up numbers now. Oh, he's never won. He's never won Offensive Player of the Year? No. Oh, yeah, because it was Jefferson last year. McCaffrey's already got uh, 210 carries, 1,000 yards rushing, 12 touchdowns. He also has 51 catches for 429 yards and five additional touchdowns. So he's 1,500 total yards and 17 total touchdowns? Yes. Okay. So it's pretty close between him and Tyreek. Yeah, maybe it's closer than you think. Closer than we thought, yeah. Okay. I, It'll I don't be think one of those CD two. Lambs in that conversation. No, uh-uh. no. It'll be one of those two. Uh, defensive player of the year, uh, the, the, the candidates so far, so far that are named Micah Parsons, our own Miles Garrett, TJ Watt, Deron Bland. I Look, I, I appreciate Deron Bland and all the pick sixes, but I, I think Micah Parsons having an effect up front is what is getting him those pick sixes. Well, and I mean it's contributing to it for sure. I, this this is one I'd love to see Miles get. I know how much it means to him, um, but we have to be. We got here's the path for him. We've got to get back to being a dominant defense. He needs to get to a point where he's around twenty sacks, and we need to win ten games. That's the that's kind of where you're at with that. Sure. That's a playoff appearance will help that. So. Uh, offensive rookie of the year, it's Stroud and everybody else. Yeah, I mean, he, he's <laughs> yeah. The odds are pretty good on him. Yeah, for the I mean, this is we're not getting in trouble with this. His odds are minus nine thousand. Yeah, there is no second. It's not even eight. That's eight billion. It's a lock. Yeah, it's, he's he's got it wrapped up. Defensive rookie of the year, Jalen Carter, Devin Witherspoon, who really is impressive, and Will Anderson. Will Anderson's coming on strong. Really strong in Houston. Um, if they keep that up, uh, you, you've got a real chance there. So here's my problem with the Purdy. Let's do the Purdy conversation right now. Okay. So statistically, he's 3,100. Um, he's 23 touchdowns, six picks is is where he's at. He's a 70% completion. Uh, that's Or no, let me see. Uh, yeah, 70% completion, so he's killing it there. Um, his statistics are almost a mirror of C.J. Stroud's. And C.J. Stroud does not have Kyle Shanahan. He does not have Brandon Ayuk. He does not have Kittle. He does not have uh, Debo Samuel. He does not have Christian McCaffrey. So that's where it's going to be hard for Purdy to overcome the overall talent on his roster. Yeah. Now, would the same be true? The, the, th- the differentiator with Hertz, though, who statistically isn't going to run away from anybody either, is that he is the mechanism for the most effective play in the league right now. Like it doesn't work if he doesn't if he's not there to do it. Did you give Hertz's numbers? I'm pulling them up right That's now. That's what I I'm I'm looking them up. 
He's got 29. He's just five, he's five yards away from 3,000 passing. 19 touchdowns. He's thrown 10 picks. Yeah. But uh, what's the rush game? Yeah, where's the rush? Where are the uh, here we go? Rushing numbers. How about uh, how about some rushing? There we go. Uh, He's. I mean, the touchdown numbers alone are going to be way up there. The internet here very fast. It's crushing me today. Uh, He's got 430 yards rushing so far. And 12 touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, that's the. Uh... And again, it's every short yardage play. He's the instrument of it. Every single one. I mean, imagine being DeAndre Swift, 783 yards and four touchdowns. Yeah, I mean. I'm telling you, um, I like. You might have hit on one with Stroud. I mean, that just rarely you give the rookie the MVP. Uh, I like Tyreek Hill a lot, and I like Lamar. Lamar and Mahomes have good value. So I can tell you Sunday night football this week is Eagles-Cowboys. Dak wins that. Yeah. Um, 49ers-Seahawks. Texans are at the Jets. I mean, Stroud could be a good game for him to pad his stats there. Texans Jets, Texans yeah, that'll, Jets, that'll do it for sure. Um, and then you got Bills Chiefs. They got some good ones Sunday. Yeah, Prescott thirty two hundred yards, twenty six touchdowns on the season. So he's right there in that Stroud. He's got more touchdowns than Stroud, but he's right there from a yards uh, standpoint. Well, and can, can Dallas <laughs> win a meaningful game against a team with a winning record? I mean, they, beat they got, so they go Philly. They got Philly this week. Is that what you said? Yeah. So they go Philly, Buffalo. Yeah. And the Eagles have already beat them, 28-23. And, and the the Eagles, have that was a murderer's row for the Eagles. They went Kansas City, San Francisco. Yep. And then, well, though they went Buffalo, Kansas City, San Francisco, Dallas. That's yep. brutal. That's brutal for them. Uh, let Tide Cleaners take care of your laundry and dry cleaning needs this holiday season. Enjoy $10 off of $40 or more all month long with the code BROWNS10. Exclusions do apply. Visit locally owned and operated Tide Cleaners in the greater Cleveland area and make the most of your holidays. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. For a team of injury lawyers dedicated to every client every day, call 1-800-ELK-OHIO. Elk and Elk's proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. You remember on Curb where they did the episode where they had they were recreating Seinfeld and they had LD play George because they said, yes. oh, I could do it. That's what we're going to attempt to do here. So we're gonna, I'm going to attempt to guess the scores. Uh, I'm not pretending that I'm going to be I – I can't imagine I do well at this. I haven't done this yet. Z's got it down to an art form. Um, he keeps copious notes. He's aware of how – the people in the desert view some of these. I'm not paying that. Cl- I'm good at the so scores. I on am, Friday, I, I'm very good at the scores. I, yes, you are. I'm not I, good I'm at willing this. To, I don't know. Like we, oh, you get a full. You get a full point here. I get a full point. Yeah, right, you shouldn't give get, it a shot. There's no half. Zagura gets the half. He's a half. We're home. I'm state school versus public. Yeah, I mean, come on. Give me. A, give the kid well, a break. I'm right I'm there with you. Barely getting it done here. 
Michael right. DiRocco, by the way, from Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence will not practice today per Doug Peterson. Uh, Lawrence is scheduled to speak with the media, uh, actually, right now. <laughs> so we'll see if he does that. He doesn't need to practice, honestly, till Saturday, probably. I mean, Correct. like, do a walkthrough on or whatever. You know, they'll fly here Saturday. They'll probably do a walkthrough down there Saturday morning and then yep. fly. Like, if he participated in that, that's probably all he would need. Yeah. When you That's the thing, folks. Like, if, when you get all the reps all the time, all year, you don't need them as you much. Can, you can take a couple days where you yeah. don't. All right, Gibby, you ready? Let's Are you it. ready? I don't know. We'll give Climax, it a shot. give me a little traveling music under this. Give it, a, give it our best shot here. All right. We'll get through it together. All right. Thursday night football. Squealers hosting the New England Patriots. It's Bill Belichick versus the Squealers, according to Amazon. Should be a great one with Al Michaels. He's going to be surly. Oh, the amount of Johnny Blue that's going to be down by halftime. It's going to be a steady diet of Johnny Blue and T-Bones. <laughs> that's a body bag Weren't game. They just in Pittsburgh? They were, yeah. Yep, Oof. they were. And normally Al likes it because it's historically and they get great games, but this is nonsense. Not this um, one. So, I, I think that there's probably – my hunch is there's finally been an acknowledgement that New England is actually terrible and, and that – while Pittsburgh struggles, can New England even – I mean, it was 6 nothing at home. Like, is New England capable of scoring a point against Pittsburgh? I don't so. Think if so. I take that into context, I, understanding that Pittsburgh isn't great either, and they would know that too, I'm going to go – I'm going to go Pittsburgh minus 6. Pittsburgh minus 6, final answer. Hit it right on the head. Let's go. One – and oh, let's go. One and nice oh, start. baby. Nice start. Nice start. There we go. Don't get ahead of yourself. Let's do our game. Let's go to Sunday. Brownies, Jaguars. Yes. Does it appear to you that they are taking that that they think Lawrence is in or out? Out. Browns by two and a half. Browns by three. Got it. Two and oh. Right. I'm allowing questions today, too. Well, that that's, that's the only way that yeah, because especially we were, that. that's a tough one. Yeah. yeah. Tampa Bay is five and seven. They travel to the gutless Falcons, who are in first place in the NFC South. It's a one o'clock game on, of course, CBS because that makes yeah. all the sense in the world. Buccaneers at Falcons. Bucket these two. I'm gonna go Falcons. One and a half. Two and a half. Let's go. Within it. You're three and oh. Let's go. Who needs a girl? Oh, we all do. We all do. He's a franchise. Eh. He's a franchise giver. Eh. Eh. <laughs> uh, it's been it's a while. It's all luck. It's all I, it's luck. It's been a while since I threw some shade at him. Yeah. That's fine. Poor kid's on his deathbed. Yeah, sure. He I is. wonder if Nana's taking care of him with some soup. Come on, Nana. I'd like some soup. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> uh,. A big one uh, down in the Nashtucky of the world. Mm. The Bengals playing uh, in the Dirty Natty, playing host to the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts 7-5, and five. Bengals 6-6. Six and six. Colts could help us out here a little bit, maybe. 
Boy, this is tough. <clears throat> Colts have won like four in a they, row. They've been rolling. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Gosh, this is going to be right on it. I'm going to go Indy minus one and a half. Indy minus one. Come on. <laughs> Let's go. This is, this is a day right Let's now. Let's go. Let's go. All right. I need a big lead. There's going to come a swoon. Yeah, well, that usually it's happens coming. with Zagura, too. Yeah, it's hard. Texans, 7-5, and five, visiting the New York football Jets. Zach Wilson is back as the starter. 4-8 and eight are the Jets. Texans, 7-5 and five. <clears throat> from New Jersey. I'm going to go Texans, 7. Texans minus 7. Missed first, it. First wrong one. Texans minus four. What? Minus okay. four. Hey, kids, you want to get a lean on the scores? <laughs> There's a lean on the scores for you right there. Yeah. Four? Four. Jeez. Yeah. Come on. I don't know about that one. No good. Uh, the Rams have won three in a row. They make the cross-country trek to Baltimore. Four. Ratbirds, Rams. Uh, Ravens nine and three coming off the bye week. The Rams six and six. Baltimore minus five. Ravens minus seven. A full. Tutty. I don't understand that one either. A full tutty, huh? I mean, I guess coming off the bye. I was going to go five and a half. I thought for sure it would be Vegas, so I didn't think there's a chance they'd go a full touchdown. Yeah. I think there's some good value there. Yeah. The last two, one. definitely some interesting value. Yeah. All right. To the NFC. Right, two losses in a row. I knew this was so going to happen. It's okay. It's all right. What are we, four right, and two? can't panic. Four and two. Four and two. two. You're all right. Don't look at the score. One and oh here. All right. One okay. and oh. Yep. NFC Norris action. Okay. Lions, nine and three at Chicago, the, the team of your Ute. Four and eight are the Bears. At Chicago? At Chicago. So I think this would be six and a half or seven and a half in Detroit. I'm going to go down a little, but not too much. I'm going to go Lions four. Lions four. Lions three and a half. You're back. We're back, baby. You're back. You stop the bleeding. Stop the bleeding. Rally. Rally. Let's go. Let's go. Good job by you. I'm wondering if weather will be a factor in that one as well at some point. Yeah, it's in play. Given yeah. the weather here, will we have the same situation there? Yeah. Not sure. All right. To the NFC South. Yep. Kind of gross. 1-11 Carolina oh, visiting the 5-7 and seven New Orleans Saints. Saints 7. Saints 5. Someone explain to me what's going on there. Come on. Five and three. Hate to see that. Hate to see that. Eh. All right, I got to finish strong here. We, we're down five? five? Well, I don't know. I That whole division sucks. It's hard to say. I guess it makes some sense. How are the Panthers not like a touchdown underdog in every game? Unless they're playing a good question. Who's got two wins? Yeah. All right, all right. 
Let's regroup. Two, four, six. You still have seven games left. Do I really? Yeah. It's oh a full slate this week. Oh, my God. All right, All right. Go ahead. Now to the late afternoon games. Minnesota, 6-6. Six and six. Josh Dobbs will be the starter for the Vikings yeah. on Sunday. Visiting Las Vegas and the 5-7 and seven Raiders. I mean, just think about what we're doing here. Is this Aiden O'Connell against Josh Dobbs? Yeah. I don't have any feel on that, what this could be. God, we started so strong. Like no feel. I, I, I feel bad I, for you on yeah, this Yes, this one, is brutal. This I don't is... have any idea. I'm going to just go. I'll go Vikings three and a half. Vikings minus three. God. I don't know. How that's you, dumb luck. Can you tell me no, whatever logic went into that decision? Just feel neutral. That's basically, you know, a lot of Vikings fans go to Vegas. Neutral field. They're slightly better, but I don't have a feel. I mean, that's brutal. That's crazy. I'm shocked I got that one. Uck. Uck. That might be the inmate game of the week. No, it's Saints, Carolina. Saints, Carolina. At least you get I, pretty I, uniforms I don't know. to look at. Aiden O'Connell versus Dobbs? You should get pretty uniforms. Dobbs, it's bad. Come on. It's bad. Yeah, you do get good uniforms. Yeah. NFC West action late day on December the 10th. The 49ers, 9-3, off of that big win against the Philadelphia Eagles. Is it a letdown? They host the 6-6 Seattle Seahawks playing for their playoff lives, Bo Bishop. Niners, 10. Niners, 10.5. That's a big number. Yeah. I think that's that's about how it should be, though. Yeah. I mean, given what the 49ers did last week. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Yep. Not going to have that hangover coming back to the West Coast. All right. Six Corridor and three. Friends. Six and three. All right. Five left. All right. 425, America's Game of the Week. Buffalo, Kansas City from Arrowhead. Six and six Bills. Eight and four Chiefs. Taylor Swift, maybe I don't know. Feels like it. Time woman of the year, time person of the year. How about that? Yeah, good job out of her. I would say, had last week's game not taken place, this would be Chiefs like five and a half, five. I'm going to go the standard home three. Chiefs three. Chiefs two. Really? Boy, they do not like them. And well, that's a good win. We'll take them. We'll take it. State school grading scale helps, but I, I'll take it. I mean, I, I think it's kind of a prove-it game for both right now. Yeah, like seems like that's got how good, got, got the quarterback. Someone else has to step up and make a play on those teams. Yeah. So we're, we got, what are we, six and three? Seven and three? No, no, we're eight and three. Eight and three. We're crew. Oh, it's, we got it. We got to win. Three, you just, yeah, you we got to win. It. Yeah, we got to win. Might be well, doing better at this do. than Bishop. Or uh, better no. at this than no, 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 no. The king is away. The the. The peasants will play, but oh, let's, the, let's let him get back to his throne. All right. Wah, wah, wah. Eat some soup. <laughs> Take care uh, of him, Dana. AFC West action. The red-hot Denver Broncos, up until last week when they lost to the Texans, traveling to Los Angeles to battle the Chargers. Chargers 5-7, and seven, Broncos 6-6. Six and six. little gross game here. The Chargers scored six points at New England. And one. And one. Um Denver's more competent than that. I think you could make an argument Denver should be favored in this game. I don't think they will be, but I think it's right on it. I'm going to go Chargers 1. 
Chargers minus three. Mm. Hey, kids, go to the window. Yeah, I like that one, too. I that I don't understand that. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. No. Sunday night foosball, the NFC East. Philly, 10-2, and two, visiting 9-3. and three. Dallas. Maybe Michael Irvin's sitting at the star naked, oh, asking Why about championships. He? Why wouldn't he be? Putting his foot in the sand. Touch greatness. greatness. Ten and two, nine and three. Sonny, you got you will want to wait up all day for yeah, this. Yeah, this one I'll like. I like this one. Um I think the Hurts injury banged up stuff. Philly is not going to be favored in this game. Dallas will be favored. The question is by how much. When all else fails, just go with the three. I'm going to go Dallas three. Dallas three and a half. All right. We're back, baby. We're back. Got a doubleheader on Monday night. Okay. Because uh, why wouldn't you? Um, they're, going, however, they're going at the same time, right? Yeah, they're not staggering, which yeah. doesn't make any sense to me. I, I think that's stupid, but this is where we are in life. Yep. Uh, we'll start with the Green Bay Packers. Red hot. Six and six. Visiting the New York football giants, four and eight to Rod Taylor off the injured list, not playing. Mama's boy is starting. Can't remember his name off. Tommy time DeVito. Off. Tommy Thank DeVito. You. Tommy DeVito. I like I like Green Bay. If this was it Lambo, I think it'd be like eight and a half, nine and a half. I'm gonna go Green Bay seven. Six and a half for the Packers. Let's go. Let's go. Well done. Let's go. Come on. Come on. And if you don't like that game, well, and that yeah, one's on one. ABC and ESPN Plus, you can go to ESPN. The Tennessee Titans, 4 and 8, visiting the 9 and 3 Miami Dolphins, who love to beat up on garbage yes, teams. Yes, they do. I got Miami by two touchdowns, 14. Miami by 13. <laughs> so the the one pointer helped me for sure. So we get a win. It's a good job. I that's a pretty spectacular job. That's not bad. That's not bad. We'll take it. Um, yeah. I, sh- I, w- I got the one the, the full point versus – when you go a half, it really gets dicey because I got a couple where I went seven and 14 and said a six and a half, seven and a half. That's those, those, those two games yeah. that you lost two in a row could, I thought, got, have gone either way. Yeah, they were right. Yeah. yeah, the one I missed big, though. What was the one I missed big? Was it – it wasn't the Denver one. It was um, – No. There's one I said seven, and it was like – oh, it was Saints. I had Saints yes. five, and it was – or seven, and it was five. Yeah, that number should be bigger. Yeah, I think so, too. All right, be sure to check out the Browns' social media channels daily to play the Browns' digital scratch-off game for your chance to win club seats and the great prizes. Presented by the Ohio Lottery, the official lottery of the Cleveland Browns. Coming up next, Gibbe, one-on-one with AWOC. You'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. The Cleveland Browns Stadium quicker on game day with Express Access presented by Verizon. Enroll for free today to enter through exclusive lanes at each gate. Go to the Tickets tab in the Browns mobile app to learn more. And now here's Gibbe one-on-one with Anthony Walker Jr. Here with uh, the numerous award-winning linebacker for your Cleveland Browns, Anthony Walker Jr. Uh, We'll get into the specifics here in just a minute, but I got to ask, you know, nine days out on the West Coast, coming back. How are you feeling? First day back in the building. How are things going? Yeah, I'm excited. Excited for a new opportunity, new week. Um, You know, just a a chance to put ourselves in a good position. Um, You know, coming back off the road, got two games at home. 
uh, a big one this week with an AFC opponent. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're excited. All right, let's get down to the specifics. First and foremost, Tuesday night at the Providence House event in at Cleveland Brown Stadium, the Ed Block Courage Award winner. Uh, going to you uh, as a team player, uh, and I'm getting the verbiage correct here, honors those National Football League players who exemplify commitments to the principles of sportsmanship and courage. Uh, congratulations, well-deserved. What does the honor mean to you, and how was last night with uh, with the Conklin family? Yeah, um, definitely uh, appreciative of the award. Um, you know, voted on by my peers. Um, you know, that's the you know the biggest sign of respect that you can have is from your peers um, at this level. Um, and uh, thankful that my teammates voted for me for that award. Um, obviously, it's not an award that you kind of want to win. I talked to Jack about that. Um, you know, because that means you got hurt or you're coming off an injury. But um, I'm, I'm stronger from it. Um, I think. Uh, you know, God had me go through that for a reason, and um, I appreciate my teammates, my parents, um, you know, my family helping me get through that tough time, and, uh, you know, the training staff helping me get back, um, you know, to the player that I am. So, um, you know, very thankful for the opportunity for my, from my peers, you know, for, to have that voted on. What did it mean to you to be able to come back and finish what you started here? You know, would, would able to do your rehab and be with the team and then be fortunate enough to come back here this year and have the success that you've had. Yeah, um, thankful, man. You never want to take that opportunity for granted to play the game, number one. But, uh, you know, to have an organization look at you and, you know, obviously coming off an injury like that, um, you know, still want you to be a part of, of their organization. So uh, definitely, you know, humbled by that. Um, knew it was going to be a long journey coming back. Um, had to put the work in, and like I said, it wasn't just me by myself. The training staff, my teammates pushing me, um, everybody that went through that process with me, I, I'm very thankful for. All right, so as if that wasn't enough, the uh, the surprise that's all over social media and Greg Newsom leading the charge there, and then Andrew Barry and J.W. Johnson coming in as well. You are the nominee for the 2023 Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year presented by Nationwide. You're the Browns representative. Uh, I know how much work you do in the community. I know that you're constantly doing stuff on your off day, numerous events during the week. What does this one mean to you? Yeah, um, you know, this is one of those awards when you're growing up, you, you, you see a lot of players get it, and it's like, you know, Walter Payton Man of the Year. I always ask my dad, what is that? What is that? Um, and he's just talking about that's like leaving a legacy, you know, that's uh, bigger than football. Um, if my dad used to always tell me if, if people only remember, you know, the, the way you play, I mean, when you play football, then you didn't do enough when you had that opportunity. So um, I'm big on, you know, being out in the community back here and back at home as well. Um, and just, you know, being an inspiration, um, stay in the game. Organization gives me a great platform to do that, um, something that's really true and near, to dear, near and dear to my heart, um, which is youth education. So um, thankful for the Browns for, you know, allowing me to do that um, and really, you know, that really helps and makes it fun, you know, doing something that you really enjoy doing and what you want to be a part of. Um, and yeah, it's exciting. All right. So, and you've done a number of things here recently. Thanksgiving, you were active that week leading up uh, to the Denver game and things that you've constantly been doing. How did the title of ambassador come about? How did all that come into play? Yeah, um, they reached out to, you know, the Browns and they presented it to us. And um, I was like, man, that's, that's like perfect for me. Um, you know, really what I you know, something that I truly believe in. Like I said, youth education, my dad really instilled that into me very, very hard growing up. Um, so I am thankful for that. And I'm um, thankful for him for, you know, making education a priority for me. Um, you know, so I really took school seriously. And, uh, you know, being a student athlete, I really believe in that. 
Um, and then obviously getting into it with staying in the game, you know, their mission of trying to make sure that students are able to get to school every day and, you know, rewarding them for that. Um, it's, it, I think it's awesome. So I wanted to be a part of that. So I asked, can I be the brand ambassador? And uh, yeah, they, they agreed. And you've done a fantastic job with all the things that are publicized and, and a lot of things that aren't in the community. What was dad's reaction to everything? Yeah, um, you know, obviously, uh, I think as a parent, you you, you hope you your child, you know, it takes what you instill in them and, you know, use it out in the world. And, you, you know, you, you, you kind of don't know because he's not here with me every day, every step of the way. But you see the awards and he's like, you know, I, I must have did something right, you know, outside of, you know, you playing football in the NFL. Um, so I am thankful for him and, um, you know, obviously this is, you know, this is his teaching, his tutelage that uh, I'm just carrying on. All right. As you get ready uh, for Jacksonville here, you mentioned it. Three of the next four all at home. Everything's in front of you despite some tough times out on the West Coast. What's the mindset and in year three of this with this football team? How have you seen this team become more resilient and be able to bounce back the way that they have, especially this year with all the injuries and everything that's happened? Yeah, I mean, every like you talked about, every part of this year has been a challenge, um, which every NFL season is. Um, so we're not going to feel sorry for ourselves. Uh, obviously, we didn't get the job done on the West Coast, but you know, like I said, we have a great opportunity this week. And we're only work, we're only focused on this week and going one and zero and uh, die, whatever it takes. You know, that's our mindset right now. Whatever it takes to get the job done, we have to do. Um, and uh, I truly believe in the guys in this locker room to get that done. Congratulations on everything. Wish you all the best the rest of the year. Well-deserved honors. Enjoy the Super Bowl. I, I do have to say, NFL.com slash man of the year. You can vote online. Uh, if you get the most votes, an additional $35,000 for the charity of your choice. 10000 I think, for second place as well. And I wish you nothing but the best and continued su success. I appreciate you guys having me. Thank you for the... <laughs> The Man of the Year Award, Air Block Courage Award, like I said, man, it's a, it's, it's a testament to everybody that has been in my corner uh, from day one. All right, great stuff from AWOC and from Gibby. So much more to come. You'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Uh, just getting some stuff, Gibbe, out of Jacksonville. Lawrence did his press conference, no boot, said he feels much better, better than he thought he was going to. So feels like we're trending towards him. you're going to see 16 on Sunday. Start number 47 in a row. Yeah, when you have those streaks, when you mentioned that streak, I took note of that for sure. Good job out of you. Thank you for all your help today. I'm here. This is the gig. Uh, the next level coming up next. Thanks for listening, everybody. There's Gibbe. Cleveland Browns Daily 850 ESPN Cleveland. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and 850 ESPN Cleveland. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 